tales of the tales of the of the of the tales of the unexpected tales podcast. Welcome back to the Tales of the Unexpected podcast, and today I've got Damo sat. I'm going to say next to me, but you're not. You're across from me, but that's not literally. Uh, you're in a computer. Yes, I'm across the Irish Sea in a, yes. in a screen. And I'm not sitting we- either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you've done your back in, haven't you? You're, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you're hovering. I'm, I'm you're hovering at the standing moment. Standing to attention, but not in a sexual way. <laughs> Great. I have missed you. I have missed you so much. <laughs> this um, is not a Leslie Grantham style <laughs> Zoom call. <laughs> Was it Zoom? No, it can't I have been Zoom. No, it, 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 <laughs> webcam. I don't know. I, suppose ah, I bet it, it was a webcam. It's a bit yeah. like people saying Tannoy when that's that's the brand name. Public you know? address system. <laughs> yeah. Hoover vacuum, isn't it? It's the exactly. Hoover vacuum thing. Yeah, lazy spa jacuzzi. Right. Um, <laughs> we, well, when uh, the last time that you and I spoke was sometime in, we've we've recorded uh, a Christmas one. We did. Yeah. And then we did. We finished off season. What was the last Six. season? Season five. Uh, Six. Jeez, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, it was. I think it was four, was it? Uh, wherever it was, it was yeah. that last skeleton key was the last one we did, yes. and then we spotted a point where it's like we've, we're going to take a break. Uh, Rob's Rob's still down at the shops, so we're we're waiting for him to come back with his yeah. um, snouts and cake, um, and um, uh, but but what we thought was let's get in there with a summer special, and mm-hmm. it is quite summery at the moment, um, and well, a couple of things happened. One. I thought, oh, there was this because because I asked you what should we do, right? Mm. And you you came up with a couple of suggestions, and then out of not related, I was talking about this thing that we're going to do, right? And yeah. I and I said, oh, do, do you recall this? Mm. It's like a weird thing, and you said no, but I explained it to you, and he was like, well, 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 let's do that. Yeah. And then you were on one of your fan sites, indeed, only Facebook recently. groups, literally just during the, a few days ago, and yeah. somebody brought it up. Um, I'm on far too many Facebook. Facebook groups now at this stage just anything that I'm remotely interested in I've joined a Facebook group for it and it's almost in some cases nearly ruined the, the topic for me if you get me because they're just bombarding it with posts um like my favorite one is the Whitnall and I Appreciation Society and that's brilliant but there's nearly too many people on it now putting shit up every day but well, just, uh, yeah just the basis of it is still on. yeah basically it's they put up a picture that's not from the film. It's something totally unrelated. But they put a quote of the film with it. And sometimes they just match perfectly. Like there's one where it's uh, it's in relation to where he's been threatened to take part in basically taking drugs. And he leans in to Danny, the drug dealer, and says, I could take double anything you could. But somebody put up a picture of Prince William and he's leaning over to a child. Obviously being nice to this <laughs> child, but it does look like that's what he's saying to the child. But... um. Yeah, I spotted that literally just during the week. Somebody put up. I, I didn't take note of it, but they said, "Does anyone remember this?" Yeah, yeah. So, so what they said was, and uh, I won't give them their name. Hang on a minute. You nineties UK drama. Well, mm. if you, mm. it, uh, you said it screams the nineteen eighties, and it yeah. and it is right. Okay, yeah, there, there is no doubt they got it wrong there. But you know, you don't know, do you? If they've just thought yeah. about it and gone, huh, I'm I'm only like whatever years old it can only be the 90s but their yes. their start reality of they're older than that they think yeah and yeah. and it's we don't want to break it to uh, mike here anyway he says uh, it's a single episode play possibly mm. bbc young couple 
charter a boat for a UK river holiday, no real knowledge of sailing, befriended a guy with loads of boating experience. They let him tag along. He turns nasty and eventually full on psycho. Any ideas? Now then, I think, had I not already knew known what we were doing, I'd have gone, yeah, I know that one. You know what you're talking about, yeah. Because that's pretty much how I described it to you. When yeah, it was, yeah. do you he know actually, it? And he has a pretty vivid, vivid memory of it, even oh though he got God. the decade wrong. Yeah, it's. I mean, everything about that is pretty much spot on. So, it, I mean, I should have probably introduced that with with spoiler alert. Okay, well, but yeah, it, this was in this was filmed in 1987, and mm. it was a play that was originally written in 1981. Yeah. So I think that the it's like pretty much saying, oh, and by the way. Luke is Darth Vader's son, right? Yeah, okay, I'm not yeah, giving exactly. anything. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. There's no illusion, right? The, no. the The wizard's curtain is wide open. It certainly uh, is. And he's. It's actually now he's charging admission to see what's behind that. So I don't know yeah, why so, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't watch this before you even listen to the podcast. Anyway, you know that's what I'd always do. After we listen to us, you won't be watching it, right? So, <laughs> it is. So it's called Way Upstream. Mm-hmm. We'll go into some facts and figures and stuff, um, but this this episode will be slotted in between five season five and six. Um, we just wanted a bit of a break, and we'll come back with the thing. But this is hopefully to keep you going. I was going to mention something else. Mm. You were talking about the Facebook groups, yeah, and um, you are a member of uh, the Tales of the Unexpected. You're actually an admin as well, by the way. I don't know yes. if you know that. I, I I'm, very, I'm very proud to say so, I might add. <laughs> okay. It's, I don't really use Facebook, and I don't really contribute even to the one that I set up. So uh, I think our listeners who were in that group would have copped that by now, Ari. <laughs> I think there was Whatever. a time when I just went, oh, Facebook's quite interesting. And mm. it, that, that lasted weeks. You come up with some really good ideas. I was like, oh, they've got it sorted. They've got it sorted. It's like somebody who's really good at starting a fire and you just go, I'll never be as good as that. So I'll just walk away and watch the smoke from a distance. Yeah. Well, you did. You you put up a kind of rousing post. And then on the spur of that, I've been putting up my stupid pictures that are yeah. with this, supposedly from each episode. But uh, so I haven't looked at those for, for ages, but I yeah. know that you're good at it right but in okay. fairness a shout out i think is an order to El adam for his uh totu tangents which are yeah. fantastic they're the, the they're the i mean they're like an art form on their own forget yeah. forget the group they should just be released anyway and that's where you can generally hear i think it's about 90 percent rob's ridiculous stories yeah Brilliant. And they are yeah. brilliant. I mean, and, and I never tire of hearing those stories. No, I can, definitely I can not. To and in fairness to Adam, he must literally go through the whole episode to find. Well, I know there's plenty of Rob on it talking such stuff, but uh, he must re listen to them to get to a really good one and then stick it up, you know? Yeah. And, and you know what else he does? Mm. He uh, He's done this before when he, when he did the Rob's Not an Expert. And yes. he went through yeah. every he went through every episode. He got, he's gone through every episode. He he's gone through it to listen to, mm. and then he's gone and thought, oh, I've got an idea. I'll go through that, and then yeah. he's gone. I'll go. I'll do it again. If he's got a missus, I I guarantee he hasn't got one right now, and I'm almost positive that mm. lockdown will have just like been. Mind you, it's a good hobby, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Looking after, looking after the group that I set up. Right. Okay. So um, can I mention I, these yes. while we, well, while I think of it and while we're still on it, the Facebook groups or were you going to mention that the, the other posts in relation to Toto that I think I mentioned to you, I didn't send them on because I didn't want to no, spoil you, them. No, I you have must, them here now. So 
as well Let's as your it. Facebook group, there is another Toto fans Facebook group. No, nothing right. to do with the podcast. And then I'm in another one, which is called like Nostalgic TV Memories, possibly where I got the, the way upstream post. But some people have been putting up every now and then somebody puts up. Oh, do you remember this episode of Tales of the Unexpected? And some of them, they have some strange memories of Tales of the Unexpected. There's one here. Again, I won't mention her name, but she <laughs> says, does anyone remember an episode of Tales of the Unexpected where a girl was living in a coffin eating Kit Kats? Or is this just a bad dream? <laughs> So, yeah, she's on something. <laughs> I love that. That this person must have gone through every every series. Is it the X Factor? Yeah. The is it Coronation Street? Is and then gone. It must have been Tales of the Unexpected, yeah. and it wasn't even that. Brilliant. Um, yeah. There's another one here. Another guy put up. Seemed to remember. I, th- I think he was answering somebody putting up one, which was a genuine episode. But then he his comment underneath was seemed to remember the beginning of an episode where you saw into a bin next to a couple's bed. Looked like there was a turd in there. I was very young. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that I don't. I've often mistakenly seen something and gone there was that thing and then like somebody's gone oh no that wasn't that that was yeah. something else that wasn't the oh well that makes more sense now <laughs> i did think about that i wondered was that the episode the stinker well or, uh... the, with the cigar possibly yeah yeah they see, see, oh, yeah, the, yeah yeah you see i know that you were doing a thing but that same episode did have the ashtray Indeed, yeah. with the cigar that that he and could that's have possibly that was exactly, yeah, and he subconsciously remembered the name Stinker and, and combined the two. <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. it. That's it's, the, it's the clash of information, <laughs> and he's gone straight upwards. That's brilliant. Any other groups? Uh, well, one last post, which was in the Tales of Unexpected official one or whatever the fans one. Um, this is a lady who said uh, she has a picture from Vengeance is Mine Incorporated. Yeah. So she's talking about that, but then she says. Bit of a rum do, really. The most vengeful act I accomplished in my life was making a cat food curry for my friends, inverted commas, that were supposedly watching my home for a month while I was in the US and they left the place in a right state. So have a, t- have a think about what she's just said there. She minded, she got people to mind her house. She wasn't happy with what they did. And she made them a, made a, a, curry, a curry and put cat food in it to get them yeah. back. I mean, And then sort of, what did she do? Send it to them? Or... Just just lean back and smirk as they <laughs> ate it, I presume. I mean, I would want them round the house and sort of said, yeah, I'm all right. You took yeah. him. I'm all right. I'd, I've got enough mango chutney here. Yeah. Would you eat something and, and the host wasn't eating it? I'd, that would be alarm bells for me straight away. Definitely not. That's that moment in a, in a film where mm. you say... I'm not drinking this cup of tea until you start drinking it. Yeah, yeah. And then they go, yeah, that's fine. Because, and in there, the, because the, the villain would have gone, I've already switched it. Yeah. They've preempted I knew it. You were gonna, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, look, you know what? On the subject of Tales Unexpected, because <clears throat> choosing an episode that's not from the series, it's got, mm. it's, it's got to be quite fine because you've got to link it. At the same time, it's not going to really hit. So it has to, it has to do a couple of things. One, it's got to be 1980s. The dialogue has to be just of note. Let's not say good or bad, but of note. And the other thing is that just something bizarre happens along the way. I think that this is a big fat tick for everything. Um, 
the only thing that it differs, and this is a bit where even when we did uh, the the Black Mirror episode, the, this is the longest episode that we're we're gonna do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it, we, we're gonna judge it. <clears throat> we, there might be a point when we decide let's do let's split this into a episode two. Yeah. But we're gonna see how it goes. And I think the only other thing to mention is that um, if we need to re- <laughs> just go back. I've got it on YouTube here right now. Yeah. That I can fast forward through purposes. the bits. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure we won't need to. Um, but if, but listeners, um, you might, you, if you're struggling to find this episode, it's just go to YouTube and type in Way Upstream. And I think yeah. you can watch it in sections or as the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Absolutely. Is that enough preamble? I think know. so. I think so. Okay. Right, so we start off then with uh, some nice plinky piano music. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's really of Toto ilk. Really, it's, it's straight down the, yeah. from the handbook. Uh, and then you get of, the credits. Yeah, it's simple, simplistic music, kind of melancholic. Mm. But again, very 80s, you know, or you know, certainly of a certain time. But yeah. Now, it's not got that uh, blockbuster feel to it. No, and as we said in, in the beginning part, this was a made-for-TV thing. The BBC did it uh, based on a play. And, and I don't know if you, if you researched the, the actual theatre production of this. Well, when you say researched, I wikied it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's And I nearly I mean. <laughs> wrote down the wrong actors' names then because on Wikipedia it had the actual play production. That's right. Different actors, um, and then I copped when I looked at their pictures. That's not the people that are in this program. So. If you scroll further down, right, it shows you the. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I did the same. I was looking. No, it's not them. But yeah. But, but so uh, this. So on this in the theatre, they built a boat, and yeah. they submerged it partly. And the, and I think the theatre was on sort of the seats were on both sides of right, the boat. Yeah. Brilliant. So I think Train Spotting did that as well, in yeah. as if you were yeah. in that club, and so I think this would have been quite a spectacle to watch, yeah. like Sounds even in the eighties. Um, so I'm not surprised it got made for the screen, but yeah. I, I, but knowing now what I know, I think this probably works brilliant as a play, definitely, like yeah. probably amazingly as a play. Yeah, definitely more so, I'd say, than what we have here. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, but that's it's, not actually not to take it away from this. But yeah. now I know more about it. I'd, I'd once we're able to get to the theatres a bit more freely. Yeah. I think as soon as this comes back, mm. I'm I'm booking in. Yeah, uh, like I would with Hamilton, I guess. Of course. Um, okay, so right, we've got the title coming up on the screen. Way up screen, way upstream. It's written yeah. by Alan. Have you struggled? Working out how to pronounce his name yet? I was just going to say Ackborn. I, I want to say Ackborn. Ackborn, yeah. Ackborn possibly sounds more, I don't know. I mean, he is English, isn't he? Maybe. Yeah. He's got some... <laughs> I mean, he looks like um, somebody you would you would have dreaded to have a, like a lesson with. Right, yeah. Do you know at school? Like, he, mm. wouldn't have been an, he wouldn't have been bad, but you would have just thought, oh, he knows his stuff. In, yeah, yeah. I best they don't kind of drag so. on. Um, yeah he's done a lot of stuff I mean I, the name rings a bell but I'm wondering do, is it because it's too like and uh, what's his name Alan Arkin from, from yeah. the US I don't know but he's certainly done it has a large body of work and mostly theatre obviously um, I, I'm the same some, 
I heard his name, thought I knew who he was, and I was like, mm. I don't really, but I've definitely heard his name. But yeah. he's, he's, see, he's like, it's like he's, he was probably, he would hang around with like Alan Bennett. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think, it, but he's not the same as Bennett. But I, yeah. I think this this is like a dark comedy. It, it's, I think this is probably inspiration from it. Yeah. As We, we can get further into this and, and just explain that um, he, Alan, Aikborn or Ackborn says that this isn't an allegory. Is mm. this is not and this film, this thing isn't a message about society. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of commentators have said it clearly is, yeah. <laughs> and it, and and it. I, I'm happy. Yeah, I think if you want to say it is, then you can get the message if you want. Well, it's all but, subjective, isn't it? Everyone yeah. takes what they want out of these things. Um, when I watched it, I did think. Yeah, there's something there, but I'm not particularly bothered what it is because I, mm. I never am, not from a political standpoint. But I did like the fact that, you know, they mentioned that maybe the names Alistair and Emma are meant to symbolize Adam, Adam and Eve. Eve, you know. And yeah. and obviously at the end we'll get to there, but yeah. it is it has a certain something about it when it gets it down does. to just those two characters. Spoiler well, alert. Uh- and uh, yeah, absolutely. And and actually, let's get it, let's get into it because it, it takes a while for each character to sort of be introduced. Yeah. They're sort of layered; yeah. it, they trickle in, and that's quite nice. You yeah. don't even see their faces for ages. Yeah, you, your your in your interior of a boat. You, yeah. s- you see, you got a close up of a like some implements. You've Na- got the, a knife yeah. is one knife. You get the skipper's hat. Obviously, yeah. very symbolic as the film goes on. That's right. And then yeah. um, you hear from a distance. You look outside the window, and you can see some legs walking. Yeah, men on, and a, women on, a, legs. on a river bank. Or... That's it. As if the boat is moored up, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you hear, "Sorry for keeping you waiting." Uh, and it, I think it has he been keeping him waiting four hours, or just for hours? Uh, it possibly was four hours. I think he mentions four hours, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I couldn't remember if it was four hours. But straight away, you've got this loud voice who's clearly in charge. He's dominating the conversation. And this is a great character for me as it goes on. um, You know, I think I really enjoyed him the second time I watched it. Really appreciated the effort that this actor put into the character. And some of the stuff he says is is gold, to be honest with you. He's he's, this actor has taken this part and... This yeah, is this is his this is his moment. He, he had a he has a face where I thought I have seen him in something else, but then it, it's probably just the fact that he's got this eighties mustache and you know <laughs> yeah. he just looks like a lot of other actors. Um, Barry Rutter yeah. is his name, but no, when I looked through the old IMDb, didn't notice anything that I remembered seeing before. You know, but he's fantastic, and and so mm. he's so you you find out later he's called Keith, but you don't mm. find out that just right now. Now mm. then, he you you can recognize his name. It's it's completely recognisable. Uh, June, he's talking to his wife. June, mm. my darling. Yeah. And he's got a... I don't think he's from Yorkshire, but he's putting on this Yorkshire working men's sort of Right. I was accent. going to say I wanted to rely on you for kind of pinpointing where these accents are from, to be honest with yeah. you, because I, I I wouldn't like to guess per se. I, I thought it wouldn't have been a million miles away from where you're from, to be honest. Yeah, but obviously you I, don't have as, as strong a, an accent as he's putting on here. But, so uh, so my accent mm. is I, I'm where I'm from in his place called Doncaster, yeah. which is sort of like not really um, that broad, lovely 
you know, warm and uh, mm. it's, it's a nothing, but it's it's up north. And I think yeah. he has got one of those cross between sort of West Yorkshire and sort of like Peak District. It's somewhere, right. somewhere there. It's Barnsley-ish. Yeah. I don't know where it's from, but it's nice anyway. So he's there. He is. Would Would you pass your luggage on board? Mm. Um, and uh, there's an air oh, of sarcasm b- between him and the wife straight away, and you kind of pick up this the way their relationship relationship is pretty early you know where they've kind of struggled on taking the piss out of each other at times yeah you know she's that's what i was about to say yeah this comment i've written down here it didn't feel like it was actually a uh, question it was a rhetorical bit of sarcasm yeah or um, i can imagine she's got the the cases at the side of the boat and he's sort of seen them then going would you mind passing them on for us please you know it's, it's yeah. that thing yeah uh, c- can you manage uh, June? June, my darling, would you do something, please? And then she's just pissed. What? Yeah. And then eventually she, is she, I think she chucks the lucky chuck. Like you, you can see it being thrown on yeah. board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she's instantly pissed off with the state of this boat. You know. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. This is not the boat that was ordered. No. Yeah, uh, and she's not it's, staying. Apparently, she's that's right. she's going I mean, home it, the next day. Keith insists it's like the boat, but yeah. there's four of them, you know, for 10 days. That's how long they're going for. They're going for 10 days on this boat. So it's not really a holiday sort of thing. But anyway, yeah, so she's complaining about that. Um, and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's another man who tries mm. to help bring on the... And you don't hear, hear his name straight away either. <clears throat> the name's no, introduced so, yeah. very... As so, it goes um, on, yeah. He says... Um, do you need any help? Or something like that. And then Keith comes out with, June doesn't need any help. Hmm. So he's kind of, he's, he's in control, not only of the situation, but yeah. of his wife. Yeah, you get that vibe. And then he yeah. does something, as you said, the symbolism. Um, puts on the cap, puts on the skipper's yeah, hat. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, he's just dominating the whole situation here and he's not backing down in the fact that, yes, this isn't the boat they ordered, but this is what we're going with. Um, June yeah. is... So livid, you know, to the point of saying she's going home the next day. I don't know why she doesn't decide she's just going there and then. Why she's waiting until the next day, I don't <laughs> understand. She, uh, she'll give it one night, but she's not hopeful of anything improving. Um, That's right, yeah. But yeah, the, now, the other character of Alistair is yeah. just kind of timidly backing up Keith here from the get-go. Yeah. So we, and and that, that's, that's ongoing. And then we're introduced to another person, Emma. Who? So the couples are June and Keith. And then this second couple, Emma and Alistair. And Emma, yes. now this is great. I and mean, I've only just realised how, uh, not crucial, but that this the scene setting is, her, what she brings on board is a first aid kit. Yes. And and that, again, it's only from watching it the next, the second time round when in preparation for this, that I realised, oh God, that's that's her thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll come to it later, but how she conduct herself around the boat at all times yeah and it starts here when she's when her choice of, of sort of what i'll bring onto the boat is a first aid kit it's yeah. great well it kind of represents her character i mean she's she's happy enough with the situation uh and it's just you know she's there she's a kind-hearted person you can almost tell that straight away yeah but again she's not she's letting other people i.e keith dominate the situation you know it's it's a one-sided uh holiday from the get-go here 
That's it. And then so when he when he takes on the first aid kit, he then says to her, this is Keith, he says, are you expecting trouble? Mm. Now, there we go. That's famous last words. So. Um, yeah, there's a there's a fair bit of foreshadowing in this, really, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, she says, what are these? They're life jackets. Yeah. Uh, at that point, she's kind of like, right, okay, that's good. I like that. And then... Um, I wrote down this early on, mm. but I don't think he is. It's there is an element of the Richard Briers character in ever decreasing circles, right? Yeah, where he's in because he wants to be in control because that's what he's born to. He's born to be in control. Yeah. Where Briers is kind of a nice guy and trying to be in control, whereas this guy's a prick. Yeah, and he's trying yeah. to be in control. Yeah. That so it's, it's there's a there's a. I think in the 80s, there was that. You need that character. You need that person who everybody doesn't want to win. Yeah, definitely. Because um, we were all rooting for Bastard Egan. Of, of course. course, yeah. He could have possibly played this role, although he, he's more smooth <laughs> than Keith, I think. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's given so, a bit uh, of his own lingo then. He's trying to, you know, give the impression that he knows what he's doing with this skipper's hat on his head. Yeah. And is, you know, saying, oh, that's the, is, you call it the forehead cabin? <laughs> yeah, there's loads of names. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. some of the some of the cardology that comes out of a character <laughs> later on is ridiculous. But um, yeah, he's like, oh, they're the bunks. This is the forehead yeah. cabin. And he thinks and then that's what's enough. this? She's and then he, oh, that's the lavatory. Yeah. So that was that was quite nice. That felt like a joke. That everything was yeah. complicated. But the what's this? Oh, it's the lavatory. Yeah. And then uh, so that's the point where June says she's going to leave in the morning. And then Keith is also sarcastic about it. Um, and so we we and then you said earlier we're uh, introduced also to Alistair who mm. is well he's quite weedy yeah, yeah. like is he doesn't he wants to avoid conflict and the best way to avoid conflict is just to just go al- along with passive. whatever Keith says yeah that's the best way yeah. yeah stay out of trouble and then I as they're unpacking and bringing things on board mm. plonk on the table. One, can of baked beans. One solitary can of beans. And it looks like one of those half cans, does it? Yes, yes. It's like, but that, the... I thought that was a relatively recent thing. I didn't think they'd have had those in the 80s. But yeah, now did you say wrong. it, yeah. But um, yeah. nice bit of product placement straight away. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we know that this is a, well, a Chekhov's gun for us. But, um, <laughs> you know, obviously, BBC maybe had a few words with Heinz here. So we've got a nice little earner for you. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like who brings one can of beans on a on a holiday with other people? Yeah, but I've said this on the podcast before that I uh, where Rob says things like, um, you know, his his wife will say, oh, uh, you know, mention something about going out driving, and then he'll say something almost as like as if it's an omen, right? Yeah. Okay, that um, you 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 uh, tempting fate. That's what I'm trying to think. Of course, and yeah. I do this thing where I say, ah, oh, I'll just leave my keys there. Mm. And in my mind, the camera, my film camera that's following me around all the time, yeah. closes in on those and goes, they'll become important later. And that's exactly what this is. It's yeah. kind of like, I'll plunk that there, that will become important later. Definitely. And the first and time I watched it... also becomes a character... Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, the first time I, I watched it, when we seen the zoom in on that, I was like... I was just concentrating on the fact that it was just one can. And I'm like, <laughs> is that why they're zooming in on it? Just the ridiculousness of the fact that she's just brought one can. And it's like, that's oh, it. you're, you're really going to enjoy Thursday night 
when to see what <laughs> when to see what we're having for dinner Thursday. Would because that would have been a good joke anyway. Yeah, that would have been a great joke. But but I've looked into a, a number of I don't know if they're book covers or film posters or maybe uh, theatre posters. But there's this one which it has the kind of like a meandering stream into the distance. It's a graphical thing. Mm. And uh, way upstream at the top, in the foreground, just sub- slightly submerged in the water, baked beans. Is the cans. Or and can. it's just, so it's there and it's yeah. just really nice. It becomes its own character. Absolutely, yeah. I can't remember what brought, what somebody said to bring this on, but Keith does say, oh, you'd have a job sinking this. Obviously, oh, Yes. Um, yes, somebody says, "Will it sink?" Yeah, says you'd have a you'd have a job to sink this. Just kind of you know made me think, is that what's going to happen? You know, yeah, the foreboding, as yeah, you said earlier, exactly. So then, so the, and then another classic. I imagine Keith sort of he would have said this. Uh, how, so how far are we going? Hmm. He says all the way. <laughs> We're yeah. going all the way. What that means is, and and it, and it's it's hard to explain it. Prior to understanding it, so what it is is there's a stretch of r- uh, river that you that has been navigated, mm. and what I mean by that is like it's been um, it's been made safe, it's been you know kitted out, you yeah. know, stuff on the side. There's a bridges in place and stuff. At some point, they've said it's no longer safe to take your boat down here, so right. that is it, and that is at the the line of the point of navigation or yes. something like yeah. that, the end of navigation. Yeah, that's mentioned right near the end. All right, yeah. Yeah, the, and uh, so that is represented by a bridge called Armageddon Bridge. Yeah. And I thought I'd misheard that, so I left it. But mm. no, true enough, it's it called Armageddon up, yeah. Bridge. And um, that then brings us back to that idea of the allegory, which is kind of like, you know, all this way up to Armageddon and then see what happens next. We yeah. just don't know. So yeah. even that, it does feel like it is. Yeah, he, is he this no. is this a particular river in England, Chris? Well, it was filmed in Oxford. Okay, the play was done in Scarborough, right? So I don't think so. Okay, I think yeah. I don't think there's it. I mean, where I used to live, actually, there was a place called the River Idol, mm. and it was where a bit of history for you here. It's where the Pilgrim Fathers set off down down to Southampton, picked up the Mayflower. And then head off to America. So it's kind of like right, yeah. that was important. So that's a bit of a history lesson for you. Now, at parts of this, I was like, that could easily be the, that place where I grew up. Yeah. But apparently, yeah. when I looked into it, it was filmed in Oxford. Okay. So he's kind of left us open to people's interpretation it, as to where it was. English River. Yeah. That English River, if you can imagine that. It's like, where is Springfield, you know, in The Simpsons, exactly? <laughs> Springfield, America. That's right. Yeah. This is River, <laughs> England. Um, Okay, so then... Um, yeah, somebody does mention that. Which way are we going, up or down? And this comes oh, up yeah. a few times. Obviously, upstream. the answer is up, upstream all the way. Yeah. <laughs> or way upstream. Um, turns on the... Well, I'm going to say turns on the engine, but mm-hmm. I can't read my handwriting very well here. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure that's what happens. <laughs> and then he goes... Listen to that. <laughs> and June's not well, happy about the sound of that whatsoever. She comes out from, <laughs> from down below and says, what's that noise? And again, the sarcasm, he says, that, my dear, is the engine. And she says, well, how long will that go on for? And he says, all the time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, how far are we going? All the way. Well, which way? Up. 
Um, yeah. How long is it going on for? It's on forever. It's yeah. great. There is just, it's just to get people. What I'm going to do now is answer your question mm. in the most sort of like, um, well, what's that thing that kind of like, you know, kids do is when you say, well, what time is it? And you go, oh, it's quarter to seven. And they go, no, it's not. It's 6.48. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you go, you bloody pedant. Right. Uh, well, June's still, I'm going to, I wrote this down. June's still moaning, but that looks like I'm on Keith's side. I'm not. But that's yeah. what she's doing. She's met every, everything he does. And, yeah. and Keith's not having it. This um, is a couple that, you know, you'd hate to be in a relationship like this on either side. But if you knew people like this, they would be just so entertaining. If you, if you had an auntie and uncle like this and you'd just seen them occasionally <laughs> at a family do, you'd just sit back and break your shite laughing at them, you know? You really would. Yeah. In, in fact, that sort of happens a bit later as yeah, well, yeah. which is quite nice. But um, yeah, they, they do head off eventually, engine going. Alistair casts off, and then yeah. you've got this this music that then accompanies yeah, the, the whole thing. Yeah, it's the same yeah. tune, but it's sped up a bit, and it's a bit more yeah. jovial. Yeah, um, guitar. I've yeah. said a plinky guitar on this one. Can't beat a bit um, of plinky guitar. And then a nice representative uh, representation, I should say, of the journey ahead, yeah. which is a massive, open, nothing else on it river <clears> as they're steaming down. And that's yeah. I like that, because it's sort of like... Because so, so far, we've seen where they were picking up the boat, quite yeah. busy. But now we've got this idea that they're on their own. Even, yeah. even though they come across different folk and along the way, but that's... Yeah, I got... This actually, at this, point, at this point, I got kind of a, a nice, cosy, nostalgic feeling from yeah. this. You know, summer holidays. Um, and I like things that are set in one particular place. And obviously this is going up a river, but it's all on the boat, per, mostly. Well, do you know what I mean? That's right. And you have those bottle episodes where they're set in the one room or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, those, I, those... I know some Hitchcock films like that, like Rear Window or Rope. Um, yeah. Dialem for Murder. They're, they're all yeah. set in the one room and again, make great plays. So Yeah, that's it. You can yeah. see how this would have worked because yeah. nothing, everything is down to the plot and not about the location. And yeah. that's, and that's yeah. represented here. So then they were now... <clears throat> There, you got Alistair and Keith talking about work. Yeah. So this is this is their relationship now. They are. I don't know if they're partners, but they're certainly high up together. They ones are the owner, and maybe yeah. and one's the managing director or something. I I think the on paper they are partners, but obviously right. personality wise, we know that's not the case, and it hasn't been for probably since day one. You know, the, yeah. Keith yeah. Keith has totally dominated <laughs> things here, but yeah. um. I love this. We we get a name mentioned here, and he comes up a few times. It's Keith's arch nemesis, Ray Duffy. I love that. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I just it was a it's a name that I instantly put a face to. Yeah, an attitude to. Now now you've also got another name, Ray Duffy. (laughs) Martin Martin Cook is it? Martin Cook is the other guy that's mentioned, and he's he's sort of like a um a, a. a mediator in the company mm. and then you've got ray duffy who's like in, who's decided off his own back to take the message of the people yes yeah like I'm a gonna say some Smith sort of thing. some sort of shop steward who's you know getting yeah delusions of grandeur or whatever but, uh, <laughs> and and it's but... a novelty items factory that they're running here it's not you know apple or <laughs> pfizer so that's but, but this at this point, I was thinking I want to see a sitcom about this factory. You know, 
<laughs> Amazing. You, you, I would see. I could see it. Am I? You imagine now the filming, the film, te- the tape quality would be different. It would yeah. be very. It would be like more like open all hours. Or are you being served? And the, mm. and you're right. It would be kind of like Ray Ray Duffy, bloody Ray Duffy. Yeah. And it you'd it'd be the booze and the jeers. Uh, yeah, especially with but, a character who's coming up soon. Her inclusion as well. Yes. But um, yeah, they they're talking about that. Emma's wearing her life jacket. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, and that's it. She's wearing that throughout now. Yeah. Well, well, majority. But then you get toot toot. Yeah. And um, it's just it's just it's yeah, some... comedy blowing. I have down here comedy blowing of a horn. <laughs> so what this is, and then Keith says because because you toot toot, and he's is like sort of saying hello. Mm. It's what's yes, that? What's a... that mean? It's, it's basically I'm saying hello. Um, but he says there's a great feeling of camaraderie, and <laughs> on, it, that's on the river. Says, yeah, yeah, camaraderie on the river. Um. <laughs> yeah, so there's a whole code. There's like a Morse code for for horn blowing, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, and that comes up obviously later. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you see, when he does that toot toot there, yeah. and he's going, and she's like, "What's that? What you know? What's he saying?" And he's he's sort of like going, you know, it just means that they're saying hello, how are you doing, yeah. or whatever. But we learn later learn that that's not what it means at all. Yeah. um so anyway then he goes admit it june you kind of like you know it's it's a lovely feeling this mm. while well, she's sunbathing now <laughs> there's something that happens here i don't know mm. if it's it's not the quality of the youtube that but i think a breast is revealed at this stage all right it must have been because i didn't notice that now i mean i must say she's not a bad looking woman l june uh, yeah, but yeah, obviously you notice her sunbathing. Her and uh, Emma are kind of upset by this horn blowing. But uh, <laughs> I have down here that they're talking about their functions on the boat. Obviously, we have a skipper now. Yes, or they're trying to sort out what the jobs are for everyone else. And when June is asked what her role is on the boat, she says ornament, sheer ornament. <laughs> so when so she's. It's weird because she's um, sunbathing. I mean, we, we do this later, but she's sunbathing yeah. with her shoes on. Like, but they're not like right. flip floppy type. They're like going out sort of shoes. Yeah. And when yeah. She, she kind of turns over, and like the fold of her swimsuit just reveals a breast. Okay. At the same time, or whatever. I I've said boob. Yeah. Um, and then, at the same time, they're talking about what's that bird's name? An eagle's yeah. coot. See, that's a coot over there. Now, because it it felt like it was very deliberate at the time, but anyway, mm. I I think you see, I think you see June's boob. Yeah, well, there's certainly yeah, um, uh, there's a bit of bird washing later on. That's that's quite important, isn't there? Yes, that's yeah. With another that's character, right. and that's why this bit here, where we all know what a coot looks like, but we don't necessarily know what the other ones look like. So this bit here is Keith being the bird watching expert. Yeah, and what we know is he's isn't this isn't he isn't an expert in anything he just likes to think he is yeah. and this is we're building up to that even more of that but you're saying you spotted a bit of june's coot i think that that's what the, i'm sure that you could say that that's yeah what the intention was there she's well, also talking here with emma and um, it's meant to be kind of girl talk on the deck or whatever and yeah. she's basically describing her ideal man which obviously isn't keith and That's she mentions right, yeah. she her fondness for exciting men and not oversexed ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like 
I like men like that. <laughs> so, well, you, you were right earlier. You said that they, they start talking about the roles that they have on the, the, the... And it turns out that Emma has been volunteered to make the bacon sandwiches. Yes. Um, yeah. this stage. Now, she goes into the galley. Mm. And then they go under a tunnel where it goes all dark. But you've got, you know, uh, first of all, Emma's in a uh, life jacket. Yeah. She's obviously nervous. She's going out with a weedy guy. So that's her sort of like thing. So yeah. she's just kind of like, you know, she's, oh, what's going on here? And also she's seasick as well. She's feeling, yeah. she's having to take pills for seasickness. And then she's been told to basically stay down and make the, the sandwiches. So yeah. she's having a terrible time. This is day yeah. one. This is like 10 minutes into the gym. Yeah. My uh, my wife told me that years and years ago, her and her, uh, her family went on a, a canal cruise, whatever you want to call it, in on the Shannon here in Ireland. And like that, her younger sister, you know, no, she was young enough, but she basically didn't get above deck. She was kept down the whole time in a life jacket like that. <laughs> or if she was obviously above deck, she was definitely in the life jacket, but a lot of times that her dad was kind of shooing her back down. You know, this oh, this bit God. choppy around here. Down you go. <laughs> it sounded like a lovely holiday now, but uh, it was just reminded of that there when, it, yeah. when you mentioned this. How was your holiday? Well, we spent most of it indoors, actually. Uh, okay, now then. So um, th- th- then this is the t- part where they're talking about, uh, oh, the, the names of things. So this is the helm, This is these are the decks, that sort mm. of stuff. And Emma's going to do the food. <clears throat> June's the ornament. And, and she took, oh yeah, she's stroking the, she's stroking something on board. And I was wondering if that was kind of like a symbolism of wanting something more than yes, yeah. what she's got. Um, and then she says, I loathe him. Yeah, so we're getting a great insight into yeah. their relationship here for sure. Just a, because this is told in a couple of parts i think you do spot a halfway mark where you go right that's enough character Mm. let's give you the peril now this is the first part of the i guess that i guess the build up to something other than character development which is the introduction of mrs hatfield mrs hatfield indeed yes fantastic (laughs) fantastic just on the bank waving away i think this is the this will be the character that people would would look out for if if you if you were in the theater mm. mrs hatfield shows up and you'd be going yay mrs. yeah hatfield. absolutely the, cheers yeah. Would go up. the whole concept of, of her appearing in this is brilliant the way they're on a holiday but they're never so far away that this poor woman can't get in her car and catch up with them just for, for something that could be solved on a on a mobile phone these days you know and could have been solved yeah. with docking and just finding a landline at this <laughs> yeah. in this stage as well but yeah it's brilliant i mean she just reminds me of uh Oh, Lynn from I'm Alan Partridge. Do you know, you know that's how I explained yeah. it to Michelle. Yeah. Because she, she joined it sort of like, she was like, oh, who's this now? She didn't see yeah. the introduction. And I said, she's one of the workers. She's like, consider her, I guess, some sort of secretary or something yes. like that. Yeah. Um, she's working with Keith. And she and Michelle said, oh, like Lynn from yeah. Alan Partridge. I was like, Absolutely. it's exactly that. Exactly and the, and the way like Keith that. is talking to her is the exact same. You know, it's like ordering her around. <laughs> and it just, it's got, gets brilliant here when he throws her the rope or the uh the, the ward is it is that what they call it um i don't know scruff later on isn't it i think yeah i think vince calls it a scruff i think at this stage keith is saying it's called a ward but he's throwing it on or he throws it to her and he's like you use your bollard mrs hatfield <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop pulling your ward yeah 
So she's, uh, yeah, so she's, um, we'll talk about what she's doing in a minute, but there's mm. this, a few minutes worth of comedy trying to get the boat to the shore. Yeah. Um, it's it's coming backwards, it's going forwards. She stands in some dog poo. Uh, no, Do- well, more cow poo, isn't it? Cow pat I have down here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's, as, she is pulling on it and causing it to kind of come inwards rather than he wants it to go level. So she's That's counteracting right. whatever he's trying to do. And it just causes a massive tra- traffic jam on the river. Yeah. So there's, And then you've got this great... So Emma's kind of going, I think you need to steer the other way. And they're going, shut up, you don't hear us. Pull yeah. this way, pull that way. You get tooting from this side, tooting from that side. And, and actually boats connecting at one point. Yeah. It's, and then it's, possibly uh, my favourite line in the whole thing. And it's Keith shouting at one of the other boats. <laughs> Will you stop tooting, you stupid bastard? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the stupid bastard is just it's out of nowhere and it's wonderful yeah stop tooting you stu- stupid bastard and then it's revealed then- to be a man with a with a young child <laughs> and then a kind of timid sorry <laughs> yeah well then it and then i like this bit because it then cuts to the fact that the boat's been the problem's been solved yeah. but as Everybody's looking at us as they're driving away and he's saying, sorry. Yeah. Well, what's happened? Why is why is Hatfield there? Well, she's she has been asked to appear at mm. points along the journey to talk, to tell or to report back about what Duffy's up to. Now, uh, there's some there's some sort of not mutiny. Because that's that. I mean, that the, the, was obviously insinuated that mm. some of the workers are very unhappy, so they're threatening some sort of action. Yeah, but they don't know what that is. They're using Ray Duffy as a go-between to see mm. what can do. Now it's revealed that Ray Duffy has already got a meeting with this Martin Cook guy later on. Yeah. So that's that's almost that almost feels like Keith's got no choice. He can't stay on the boat. That's yeah. how he's seen yeah. it. Um. So, so he he says, um, what's his kind of like thing? He the basic rule of the sea is that you have to support each other. Yes, yeah. uh, I think and, this and is when they've, they've this is when they have docked and they're sitting at these little deck chairs and um, it, this is where he says, you know, we need a skipper and I I'm happy to take the job as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of appoints himself a skipper. Yeah, um, Alistair's gone off. It's 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 later at, at that. Like same day, the first day, Alistair goes off for a smoke. G- Keith and June are fighting in distance. Hmm. Emma confides in uh, Alistair, and, and they're kind of like talking on the edge of the boat. And she's got her life jacket on. She doesn't. She, I, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but she used to smoke. She doesn't smoke now. She's yeah. She she's, decides to have a smoke. It's a, it's a weird one. She kind of smokes in terms in times of stress, I guess. Yeah, and then she says, "So, so." Alistair, if I'm in trouble, if I'm in danger, would you defend me? Yeah. And he says, well, I'd, I'd run the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but that re- again, that kind of really sums up their relationship. Yeah. But then yeah. he reveals he's kind of like, I was, you know, I had this daydream earlier. And then mm. it's not the last time you hear about this, but he, he, he sort of says, I had this, I had this, imagine this thought where we're on the boat and then we, jump off and we're on an island and then I, don't, I can't remember how this this one ends yeah. it's like you know we'll play scrabble or something <laughs> uh, he just says we'll just sit there for a bit yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so he has so, all this he has a, a longing clearly for some sort of you know break from the norm and almost a sexual awakening between him and emma but he just yeah. does haven't he doesn't even have the confidence with his girlfriend to admit this that he has this as a feeling so he's like, yeah, we'll just sit there for a bit. And she's like, all right, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so then she says, uh, right, well, do you still love me? I mean, do you still like want to be in love with me? And do you still find me attractive and stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, he do- he obviously does. He just doesn't know. How to- I think what he suggests later on, it's not a spoiler here, but I think he doesn't know what the right thing to say is because mm. he doesn't want to scare her into anything. But at the same time, he doesn't want, I don't think he wants to uh, dr- I don't really know, actually. I don't know what his motivation is. He's just not... He's, he's so much of a good guy that he doesn't want to say anything that he thinks might upset even her. Um, but they really just represent the kind of polar opposites of the other two characters on the boat. That's, you know? yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Is exactly it. Okay, so it's next day, and then Hatfield's <clears> back, and then she explains what happened the day before Yeah, when Ray Duffy... So, as we said, that Keith's thinking he should be over there. Well... It's that's pretty much what he decides, right? I can't stick around here any longer. I've got to yeah. go back. Uh, but they argue maybe Alistair should be going back. He, yeah. The the people will respond to Alistair better than you. Mm. Uh, Taylor says, nah, I'm not having that. That's... Well, he does. Uh, well, that I said kind Taylor. Of... Sorry, Keith Taylor. Yeah, because yeah, I started writing Taylor and mixed between. So it's Keith Taylor. That's who I yeah. meant by that. Yeah, he kind of does the passive aggressive where he says, to Al, "Oh, well, would you like to go back? Do do you honestly think you could do a better job than me?" And obviously, Alistair totally backs down. Then, um, because much to the, even it, Mrs. Yeah. Hatfield it thinks that that Alistair would be better to go back, probably because she'd rather share a car with him on the way back than, <laughs> yeah. than Keith. <laughs> well, then, he, then uh, uh, as skipper, yeah. Keith says, "Alistair, you're now in charge of the mm. boat." So. Right now, then, there's an they're, they're they're still sailing now. So Keith's yeah. not there, but they're sailing along, and as they're sailing along, a boat is coming in the other direction. Now yes. here we go with the Morse code sort of stuff. Yeah, boop yeah. boop. So, and then toot toot, <laughs> and then that's the two boats. By the way, I've gone boop yeah. boop for the big boat, toot toot for our I boat. Yeah, <laughs> they're heading straight towards each other. Yeah, this sort of thing looks like. A transformer or something. It's one it of does, these. Yeah. It's like a helicopter pad on on a river. It doesn't was, look like yeah, there's any from room the to get past. It doesn't look like you could even swim past this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's coming. So now Emma gets out the handbook and says, "Oh, yeah. hang on a minute. Look, I can I can decipher these signals." Yeah. He said there, two two, go left. But you told him you were going. I mean, they were using like starboard or port side or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I don't know what those are, but. So you've told him that. So what you're going to need to tell him is that you've got to get that you're going to turn around or you're going to go in a different direction. Yeah. So do four toots, do 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 do, and then he sticks a fifth one in. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that." She says, "Well, what you've just told him now is that you're going in reverse." He goes, "Well, I'm not going in reverse." She says, "I know that you're not going in reverse, but he." He does. So then they crash. Yeah. And it's. Uh... It's well. There's no actual shot of the boats colliding here. It's just a mismatch of of small camera shots and kind of a bit of noise yes. to to so, kind of not delve into the budget too much. <laughs> but then something is symbolised by the danger that's and yes. that's the yeah. knife that we mentioned that was on that utensil rack at mm. the beginning. That kind of falls into the map right into the the river. Yeah. Um. 
and then it just yeah, and then to kind of symbolise that this is the point where Vince is going to descend upon them, and that's everything, right. Everything changes. Yes, their lives are forever changed by this moment here. So they're stuck. Mm. They're stranded. They, so so they've not crashed with the other boat. They've mm. collided, and now they've veered off into the side. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they're stuck in the in the the reeds or whatever. So they're shouting out, "Help! Help! Help!" Probably a bit more emphasis than that. A little bit. Uh, Not much, though. They're they're very timid people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then, help is at hand, because from behind a tree, almost like comedy reveal. Yeah. (laughs) It was. It was like those kind of weeping willows or whatever they're called, where he could have pulled them back like a curtain. (laughs) Yeah, like a sheet. Yeah. And then he goes, do you need any help? Um, And then um, they go, yeah, we probably do need any help. He's... Jumping from another boat, yes. which is yeah. kind of in the side there. So let's discuss that in a second. But what, what he does is he swims. This is this is our Vince character. We'll, mm. we'll introduce him in a moment. Yeah. But he jumps off the boat, swims over, and then I've written here, does something. <laughs> that was my... I don't know quite know what was... He sort of like grabbed yeah. over the boat and was just using willpower. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was like fixing something that was broken on the boat, but no, apparently he's just kind of steering it into the direction it needs to go, and then they can kind of work from there. But he does, he looks like Rambo in the water here with just the, the top of his head sticking up in his white yeah. beater. He's impressing the ladies, I mean, especially oh, June. Uh, absolutely. She says he's, he's an amazing man, he's pushing yeah. the boat. Hmm. Well, he says, look, uh, you could do me a favour, actually. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. Actually, sorry. Excuse me. He says, "I'll, I'll give you a bit of a, a hint. What's you're coming up to a very weird lock situation. Mm. There's one of those, you know, up and downy lock things. Yeah. I'll if you take me up to that bit, I'll help you through it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So this is the part where we can get introduced properly to Vince Grant. Indeed. And he he says at one soon enough here that he he used to have a boat. So in what, in which case, what was he standing on just there a few yeah. minutes ago? Whose boat was that? Now that is the bit where I'm wondering: is that the boat boat he used to have? Because now he's on this boat, and that yeah. and therefore, or is, or is that just the last people's lives boat <laughs> that he ruined? You know, and he's moving on to the next one, kind of thing. Do you know what there is that film that um, you've got? Uh, it's called um, I think it's called Funny Games. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Funny Games US, I think that was the remake. Mm. And Same director, two... actually. But yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And it weirdly remade. But anyway, uh, yeah. Tim Roth was in the remake, I think. And He was, yeah. yeah. They um, they terrorise a couple. And then they, once that movie's ended, and spoiler, so you do yeah. once that movie, or once that, their story ends, they go on to the next house almost. Yeah. And, yeah. and presumably do the same again. So this was... Running through that in my head was going. This is what he's this, just yeah, done. He, he has previous. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So well, anyway, um, we. Uh, he says he's permanently on holiday, mm-hmm. and life is a holiday, which I thought was quite a nice attitude to have. But I don't yeah. think he really means that. No. Um, well, you know, at the expense of other people, life is a holiday <laughs> for him. I think he said life is a holiday from debt. Uh, yeah, that's right. Adds, possibly adds it. That makes it takes it away from a Judith Charmers catchphrase. 
put down yes. the outside of Thomas Cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, now he's flirting with June. Yes, instantly. Yeah, <clears throat> and, but do you, the reason why that's allowed to happen is because June's totally allowing it to happen. Of course, like, yeah. yeah. Look, I don't think that this guy, even for the 80s, is an attractive, you know, the most attractive man. Right? Mm. I, it's, it's not my place to say, but I, I wouldn't have cast him, this guy. However, I think the message here is that it, this guy, a bit of a scruff, bit of a, you know... N- uh, I'm going to say he's um, nomadic. Let's, let's yeah. call him that, right? Okay. Yeah, definitely. But actually, anything to June is better than Keith. I think that's what I'm yeah. picking up here. Very true, yeah. He, yeah, he's just... He, he comes across like a, a drifter. Um, he's he's speaking well to do, but yet has, as you say, this kind of ruggedness to him where he, he looks like he grew up eating field mice or something like that. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's definitely... He's tasty enough for, for June, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Um, and then, um, well, Keith then turns up. He's done yeah. his business. Um, he's introduced to Keith, and then, uh, well, he's instantly what? threatened, isn't he? He's like, "Well, who, yes. who's this?" You know? Yeah. Did he that's now? Right, Did he? Yeah. And he's he's also peeved straight away that they'd needed help because uh, clearly that meant Alistair fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, this is at the locks, isn't it? So they get yeah. to the locks, and he's help- he is helping him and stuff. They get through the locks, and this is the part where he could they could have said goodbye. They did actually have a chance to say goodbye, yeah. and they he, so Keith tries to offering him like a you know thanks. Here's here's some drinks money. Yeah, he he, he doesn't. He says, um, you know, I don't I don't want to accept. It's, yeah, I don't take uh, favors for whatever for it. good yeah. deeds and yeah. And then June and then, kind of just, well, she doesn't quite shame Keith into yeah. inviting him back. She just invites him back herself. She just shouts over to him. Yeah, it's it's sort of, it would have annoyed me. Mm. Even like, you know, forget the fact that we've been working from home for a year mm. and I don't really like people's faces anymore. But I don't think that this would have been the way to have an holiday is to invite somebody I just didn't no, know. Definitely the 80s not. were a different time. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so she invites him and, well, Vince isn't going to say no to an invitation like that. Definitely um, not. Now then, uh, he's... Um, okay, so the, the other thing here is as well is uh, there is constant flirt, constant flirting, which Keith yeah. has noticed. And then that leads to... They're having a bit of a, a drink, by the way, aren't they? You yeah. Know, there's like... A, 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 not, not orange juice, but like not other stuff. Mm. And then they... Then it says the canoe, there's only one skipper. Yeah. So the, now this I'm abridging a lot of this, but there's only one skipper, meaning I, I'm the one in charge here. Yeah. Uh, Vince, and when it's my wife as well. Yeah. Oh, you, you, so you, you understand what I'm saying, so Definitely you? puts it in yeah. no uncertain terms. All right, he warns Vince off the wife for definite. But um, yeah. they, were, they were playing the Jaws game just before that. Yeah. Uh, Yes, they were having their drinks. Basically, yeah. operation that game, isn't it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a shark game, wasn't it? Shark. Yeah, yeah. M- remove something from the shark's mouth. I, yeah. I, I think With that game still exists somehow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's good. It's quite tense when you're uh, three years old. <laughs> oh, the water as well. The water whispers Alistair's name to him. Did did, did you cop that? Oh, he's looking yeah. over the, like, w- the into the water, isn't he? Yeah. 
yeah, it's just a, some sort of supernatural moment here, or whether it's just in his head, I don't know, but maybe so. Yeah. But yeah, the water whispers to him. The water is speaking to Alistair, so. But it doesn't do it like a sort of ethereal Lord of the Ring style whisper. No. It was more like, Alistair. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like I'd almost, stay away from the water. Definitely, right? yeah. <laughs> so, right, okay. Almost yeah, mocking no him even further, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so that's. Um, we're going to. Nights, lights out, go to bed. Um, and. Uh, Vince, Vince throws the manual out the window of the ah, boat as well. Yeah. Yes. So he throws the handbook out. Yes. Now, we, we don't. Like, there is still other opportunities for what's about to happen not to have been avoided. Mm. Right? Okay, that's for sure. But this is one of those moments where you think that if. If Vince is going to play the game with his being on the boat or not, mm. he's screwing up something. So we've got an idea of his his motivation there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's up to no good for sure. M- morning time. It's seven thirty, mm. and mm-hmm. they are um, swapping roles. They decided to yesterday they did one thing each. Why don't we make it interesting? Yeah, you all get a different role today and swap around. Yeah, I did like this uh, as well the way he did his the first of his. Famous upside down heads in the in the window to Emma and scared the life yeah. out of her. Morning. Yeah, yeah. She opens the curtains and he's upside yeah. down head, can like, like a like a Dracula. Yeah, and and this is the, this that's you're right. I think he must do that about five times in this. It does. Yeah, he's completely unnerving her the whole time, with it. and it, it's very like um, in that film, Dead Calm. I suppose this would have been just yes. before it, really. Yeah, where. Billy Zane, is it? Is doing the same thing to Nicole Kidman as sticking that's his head right. in like Popeye, like a demented Popeye every he, chance he can get. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Or uh, there was Cape Fear as well, I guess. That of was, course, yeah. That had yeah. that as well. Um, well, today, Alistair is going to be the cook and Emma mm. is at the helm. Yeah. This is all at Vince's suggestion. Mm. So he's starting to wheedle his way into... Yeah. Even mm. though he's going, oh, no, no, there's only one skipper and that's that guy yeah. there. But he's... Yeah. He's manipulating them without them really noticing it. And even though Keith kind of had his number from the get-go in warning him off uh, June, he seems to fall for a lot of this shite. Absolutely. Because Vince is complimenting him as the skipper. He's stroking his ego, and that works for Keith. Um, And then whilst Emma is being shown the ropes of how to steer the boat and stuff, Keith... uh, Vince's hands are like on a knee and things like that. And then he he says, "Well, well done, Cookie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's real creepy, yeah. And then when she mm. pulls him up on it and, and says, you know, you need to stop doing that, he's like, oh, what, what? And he's still rubbing her as he's going, oh, what's yeah. what's wrong? What's the problem here? Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. I, like, he almost didn't realise he was doing it. Yeah. And almost trying to shame her into going, oh, you've you've overreacted here by telling me to stop. You know, this is all fun and that's games right. here. This is the 1980s, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he got his hand bitten by June as well. Remember, he, he stuck his hand oh, in. Oh, yeah. Knew, so this is the the real kind of uh, the the icing on the cake of their flirting, where he he knew she was in there and put his hand down, and I thought she was going to suck one of his fingers. I thought it was going to be a suck. She, yeah, yeah. She gives him a bit of a bite instead. So, <laughs> anyway. so yeah, that's a uh, yeah, and then and then that's their they're playing that little game as well. So yeah, then um, now he says, um, is is Keith? Um, Keith not here now. Oh no, he's in bed, isn't he? He's still in bed. I don't. I don't yeah. know how he stays in bed for all this because 
Vince is shouting a lot here when he's telling them <laughs> your <laughs> orders and what everything is called on the boat. But yeah, Keith has somehow stayed in bed. And why he stayed in bed, I'm not too sure, because Keith had burst into the their cabin <laughs> to wake them up at half seven and say, oh, you wanted to be called at half seven, Skipper. And he's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> but obviously, he, no, I'll just go back to bed. <laughs> So, yeah, because I was just thinking, is this one of the occasions where he's left the boat? But no, he's... Yeah, no, he's there, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, you're right. He starts giving names to things. There's naming conventions for everything. The rope is yeah. the scruff. He's going to teach him how to do knots. I've just put here different names for things. Same here. Um, just rubbish, basically. <laughs> these, these aren't real. No. Yeah, is that... Right. That's that's right, isn't it? These are, these are Vince's names, yeah. aren't they? He's just yeah. taken the absolute... Mickey with them here, yeah. They, because he's thrown no... the handbook out, yeah. so they can't quality check this. Because yeah. even though Keith doesn't know much, because he probably didn't read all the handbook really, he, he knew a couple at the start, and he questions some of these names, yeah. but then Vince is almost shaming him, going, no, that's pretty much what we really yeah. call them on the river, Skipper. That's what the tourist would call them, but of course, you're yeah. not a tourist, yeah. you're yeah. a boat expert. Yeah. And then even, even Alistair's like, are you sure about this? Um... I, I see what he's saying. I, I get what he's saying, yeah. but it just, I, I don't understand why I wouldn't have already known this. Yeah, and he's quite aggressive, but, you know, subtly to Alistair when Alistair does question him. He's like, oh, I, I don't know what you mean. What 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 are you asking me here? And then yeah, Alistair yeah. totally backs down. So he's yeah. he's really just putting his mark on the territory, really, in, yeah. with all the characters. So, and, and he's sussing them out as well, seeing that Alistair's a walkover, that Emma is... Speaking up, but is still pretty timid, and obviously yeah. Keith is pretty stupid. <laughs> he can he can manipulate everybody, yeah, because it just changes the narrative. Now, mm. Alistair's weedy at this point; he backs down, as you said, but it <clears> makes it, it. He's making Alistair appear like to be a Mardi, somebody who's Mardi, yeah, or yeah. like you know, miserable, and and he's only he's only being like that because he's made to feel like that. Mm. Um, and, but it's that is what gaslighting. Is. Of course, yeah, yeah. This is where he gives he gives them all nickname. Well, as you say, he calls Emma Cookie. Yeah. He he starts calling Alistair Lightning Den again, sarcastically. Yeah, from then on, yeah. And um, uh, June is Ginger Nuts, but that was a previously assigned <laughs> nickname from her cabaret days, apparently. That's right. Um, <laughs> now then, it was about this time that I have to admit I started calling Alistair. Um, wait there, I'll try and get to it. Um, yeah. What I called him. Because because I'd started writing into the thing, um, lightning. Yeah. And then when I went back to writing his actual name, I couldn't remember it, and I was convinced it was Anthony. Yeah. I, to be honest, so, I just have him in as Al the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> just because it was less the type. I wish I'd have done that because I honestly I was writing down Anthony from then on. Um, yeah. Anyway, right. Um, I'm going to uh, that. Just because of how long we've got on this, yeah, we've done. Um, we spoke about this for an hour, and we're about halfway through the whole thing. So what we could do is, and we, you and I will carry on, mm-hmm. but we'll pause for the listeners. This will be part one of yeah. a two-parter spring special. Are you a solo summer special? I guess. Are you comfortable with that? Absolutely. That's great. Okay, right, listeners, stay tuned because this is where it picks up. I guess, or picks down, or <laughs> remains up, or remains down. I don't know. Um, picks, but we'll picks see upstream. you. It, it picks upstream. We'll see you for the next for the next time. Bye bye. Cheerio. The tales of the